Defender sports fans, we have good news for you as Defender Athletics is going to be starting here shortly, just right around the corner. In fact, we have two teams reporting to preseason camp next week. Those are both uh, soccer teams, both the men's and the women's soccer programs reporting for duty, I believe, on Tuesday or Wednesday of next week as they prepare for the 2022 fall season. Today's guest is one of those coaches. It is Alex Durbin, head of the women's soccer program. And Coach Durbin, thank you for joining me. I promise I won't take you too long, maybe an hour or so. But uh, ready or not, things are going to get rolling for you this week. Yeah, super excited. Crazy that this time of year is already here. I appreciate you having me in and yeah, looking forward to a new season and uh, yeah, a lot of exciting things to look forward to. What does your summer look like? What did you do in terms of the Defender Soccer Program? I know recruiting never stops, making contacts, but uh, what sort of things did you do over the summer to get uh, yourself and uh, prepare for the season? Yeah, a lot of different things to do uh, behind the scenes as far as, I mean, eligibility stuff, um, off-season training. Uh, once the kids leave here, it's in their hands. And we, we give them uh, a bunch of things to be working on over the summer, both with the ball, um, training with teams if they can, um, as well as strength and conditioning-wise. So a lot of it's working with the strength and conditioning staff. And yeah, they do a phenomenal job of putting together a, an off-season program or a summer program for our student-athletes to be working on over the summer. Um, and I say that's the one thing that I probably drive home the most is you got to be in shape. Um, when we get here in August, the, it's next week on the 9th, we have nine days between then and our first real competition. And we don't have time to work on fitness. We got to work on a million things soccer-wise. And yeah, that's the one thing that I would say I drive home the most with our student athletes is come in shape because that's the one thing that you can control. You can control how in shape you come um, and it'll show. I mean, we, we go two a days for the first seven or so days before we head out to Colorado. So um, the ones that aren't in shape, they're going to definitely be feeling it. But uh, yeah, like you said, recruiting is obviously a, is a major piece for that. So getting out, finding different showcases, tournaments and things. Uh, I stayed pretty local this summer. Um, sometimes, uh, summers past, I've gone down to, to call or gone down to Texas, um, or trying to find a different, uh, opportunity to kind of get out this summer that didn't happen, which is great. Um, I'm fine with that. I stayed local and was able to see a lot of local kids, which was really exciting. We also had our high school ID camp. Uh, that was this summer. Uh, we did that late July. So that was a few weeks ago. And we did a one day camp this year compared to our two day one night last year, which was really cool. We had... A lot of kids from out of state, a lot of kids that came from two and a half hours away, um, and that was a majority of our student athletes that we had uh, visiting our camp, which was really good. And a lot of them were juniors um, and or seniors that are looking at Dort, which was was good to see them, one, get one-on-one -on -one time with them, as well as kind of be able to see them in a more competitive setting um, as well, rather than me going out to a high school game and seeing them play or seeing them play with their club team, uh, being able to see them firsthand, coach them, train them, see how adaptable they are. All those things are, are really good from the, the recruiting side as well. Were you able to get a break, both physically and mentally as well, in preparation for what is a very busy three to four month stretch here? Yeah, absolutely. That was a, it was a good time um, early summer uh, once these student athletes left campus to be able to, to recoup and kind of take some time to, to relax and spend time with my wife. And 
Um, yeah, we'll obviously have a lot of different changes coming up as my wife is expecting our first one after the season sometime in January. So that's uh, the lead. We <laughs> buried the lead. That's the lead story right there, now. Exactly. So luckily we timing and, and God's plan was, was perfect. And the, the little one won't be joining us until January, hopefully. So we got some time until that happens and we'll be able to finish the season and, and yeah, uh, a new stage of life will begin. So that's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Before we talk about preseason and your team, um, with the addition of the American State Bank Sports Complex, a.k.a. the Dome, which is being built and is going to open this year, I understand that you might have some new duties. Uh, Talk about those and what uh, the expectations there are. Yeah, super excited for that uh, facility to be complete. And yeah, I think the end of this year is still the, the... the time it's supposed to be up and running sometime in December and then January is really when a lot of the programming will take place. So yeah, my my responsibility with that um, is going to be running leagues, running um, different opportunities to continue to develop soccer in the Northwest Iowa area, whether that be youth rec stuff, whether that be more competitive youth, whether that be high school leagues, whether that be more camps, winter ID options for high school kids to be coming that are looking at Dort, as well as um, adult leagues. And that's a that's one thing that I think will be huge here in the Northwest Iowa region where uh, we have a lot of different opportunities to be running adult leagues for men and women through the winter, um, where there's a lot of opportunities for that in the summer, but that's not really a thing in the winter. And being able to have this facility is going to be game changing for that. But I'd say the biggest thing is continue to be able to create a great soccer culture in Northwest Iowa. Um, I'd say there's a lot of sports that come first when it comes to Northwest Iowa sports, and that's completely fine. And I think part of the fun is being able to continue to develop a culture for soccer in this area, which is a lot of fun. That culture is growing because you drive around uh, both Orange City, where I'm from, and then Sioux Center, and you look at the fields, a lot of them are being used. They're really busy, and uh, soccer is a growing emerging sport in this area. I would agree. And I think that's just the thing with soccer in general as a nation as well. I mean, soccer is not a primary sport. And I think you you see it developing and growing more and more. I mean, you see more expansion teams. Uh, USL Women's just started up this past year. That was their first year, where it was a, a pre-professional, semi-professional opportunity for college-age women that want to eventually potentially play in the professional side of sports. So there's a lot of different opportunities, and soccer is growing. I mean, the MLS started in 1994, I believe, so it's only been around 27, 28 years. Um, and to see where soccer has come from there um, is, is, is crazy to see see the journey that it's had. So I know it can continue to grow here in Northwest Iowa, which is one part that's super exciting with the dome, but there'll be other things. I mean, football will be using it. Softball will be using it. Baseball will be using it. So I won't be specific to soccer in the dome. Obviously that is my area of expertise. And um, it, it, yeah, it's going to be great to, to be able to, to work with other sports as well and just see sports as well as things that are non-sports related. I think there's going to be different concerts and different venues for um, whether that be dog shows, RC plane type things. Um, there's a lot of different uses that that dome will be able to create for the city of Sioux Center as well. Talk about your team last year, fall of the 2021 season, ended with a 10-8-1 record, eighth place in the conference, and it ended with a very close 
loss to the top seed in the conference, uh, Jamestown 3-2 loss. Overall, you had to be pleased with how that season went, another double-digit win total. Yeah, last year was uh, was a blast, and it was a really a really good year from us competitively, but also off the field as well um, with the, the spiritual growth and development and the, the, the team con- camaraderie and, and team building, really. Obviously, being a new coach, uh, last year being my second year, the culture isn't built in a day, and I think that is one thing that this this past spring, um, that culture is continuing to getting more more and more solidified, which is really exciting. But from the on the field stuff, uh, an absolutely phenomenal season. Yeah, like you said, um, finishing eighth. But you look at some of the stats, we finished second in the conference for goals scored. Um, unfortunately, and I don't know the actual stat, but we were probably second in the conference for goals allowed or somewhere in that realm. So uh, we scored plenty of goals. There was a lot of games that we had that were 3-2, uh, 4-3, and we were just happened to be on the winning side or just happened to be on the losing side. I think six of our eight losses were one goal deficits. So, and yeah, multiple of those, two of them were Jamestown and one was Briarcliff, the top two teams in the, the, the G-Pack. So we're right there. We're on the brink of, of, of going from an eighth seed up into hopefully a top four, which I would love to see this next year. Um, but obviously a lot of work to be done here in the next few weeks to, to get that to become reality by the end of the season. The stats would reinforce your point. I was doing some stat looking and uh, your team averaged 2.6 goals per game. They scored 55 goals, which is the most in program history since 2009. And defensively, they gave up uh, one and a half goals, which is the best in, a, in about a five-year span. So by the numbers, very successful. Successful. Yeah, which, which is awesome to see. And, and looking at that group, uh, only graduating three this past year, uh, we have a lot of returners and we have a lot of incoming freshmen that are going to be key pieces that I believe will be key pieces when they get here uh, next week that are, are going to be stepping into to some major roles, um, which I think can help uh, improve both of those stats. Talk about that experienced roster. You said you don't. There's not a lot of turnover, and this is year three for you with the program. Your veterans, your experienced players, should know some of the expectations that you've laid out the first two years in, in heading into this preseason. Yeah, uh, expectations are pretty clear at this point, and uh, we want to make an impact on the field. Uh, but uh, the things we do off the field are equally important. And yeah, the senior leadership that we have coming in, we have a pretty big senior class going into this last year. Or, or excuse me, going into this next year. And uh, it's exciting. Uh, Catherine Coyman being one of those uh, seniors, she's going to be a captain for us this year. Um, yeah, she's been a key role for us uh, through her four years here at Dort. And I think she's going to continue to be a key piece for us in the middle of the field um, going into her senior year. Uh, we have a lot of different pieces up top that are coming back. Jory Bronner, Avril Bacan, both uh, big goal scorers, both coming back, um, hoping that they can continue to, to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, and then I think the biggest part is, is we're going to have a lot of pieces um, changing in the back line, uh, which is going to be one of the challenges, I think, through this preseason. And that will probably be our, our main focus. Again, I think with the players we have returning, I don't think goals are going to be hard to come by, hopefully, at least uh, looking at uh, a piece of paper. It looks like it should, uh, the ball should find the back of the net. But uh, the piece of being able to keep the ball out of our net, like you said, I mean, a 1.5 or 1.6 yep, yep. Um, uh, goal allowed ratio per game, not bad. Um, I think we can continue to bring that down um, and, and continue to put the ball in the back of the net, which is exciting. 
logistically in terms of your preseason schedule? When do your players report to campus and how many? And when do things get started for you on the field in, in terms of practice and fitness testing? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the ninth is our first official start day with our first actual um, fitness test and training session uh, happening next week, Tuesday. Um, we have just shy of 50 women's athletes in our in our program coming in on, well, they'll, part of them will come in the eighth. Some of them will come in the ninth just to give them some more time to move in. But we'll have about 33 athletes moving in uh, at that time that'll be competing on the varsity side. Obviously, there's not 33 spots to be had on the travel roster. Uh, so when we head out to go to Colorado that next week, uh, we'll probably be taking 24, 25 student athletes. So um, whether you're a, a four-year starter or if you're an incoming freshman, there's 11 spots that need to be earned on that starting roster side. Um, and then another uh, 12 to 13 on the travel roster side. So again, there's no hierarchy. I want the top 11 athletes on the field. We'll run a three back if we need to next year, run a three, five, two, we can run a 4-4-2. We're running a 4-5-1. I'm indifferent. I just want the best 11 out there, and we'll figure out the best configuration to put them out there um, after a few days on the field. What are you looking for in the preseason in terms of balance? We talked about conditioning. We talked about skill work, and then there's also the tactical side. How do you balance those three things in this first uh, couple of weeks? Yeah, well, hopefully the, the fitness side is already uh, checked off, and those girls have done their uh, due diligence over the summer. Um, but yeah, our focus, uh, over the, the course of the first few days before we head into our first scrimmage really on Saturday against, uh, the university of, um, Sioux Falls is to work on both defensive tactics and as well as offensive tactics. So, uh, we'll have a training session each morning. We'll go into, uh, a, an afternoon meeting, whether we talk about offensive tactics, defensive tactics, individual meetings, and then we'll also finish the evening or that day with a scrimmage. So we're going to be going about twice a day where the morning session is definitely focused on some sort of uh, thing tactically, whether that be offensively or defensively, whereas then the, after, the evening practice is all going to be more 11 v 11 scrimmaging and getting the, the ladies out there and allowing them to, 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 to play and showcase what they can do. In terms of formations, you kind of alluded to it that you're not locked into a certain formation, but describe the style of play that you like to, like to have your team play. Yeah, my focus is always on the the high pressure intensity, um, the pressure that we put on teams in our attacking third. If we can put teams under pressure defensively in their defensive half, that's what I love to do. If we can win the ball as close to our attacking goal as possible, the less work we have to do offensively to try to work the ball up from our back line to the middle of the field, switching sides, then getting into the attacking bit, and then putting the ball in the back of the net. If we can win the ball in our attacking half of the field, the less transition we have to do, and we can hopefully go uh, find a quick transition and catch them out of shape. So uh, that is definitely my focus. But um, when it comes to build up, I, I'm definitely a team that wants to possess. I don't want to possess just to possess. I mean, you could have a game where that's zero zero where a team has 80 80 to 90 percent possession and it doesn't matter because they didn't put the ball in the back of the net um a possession possession without purpose is is pointless is is one thing that i've always said so now do i want to be a team that just kicks the ball forward and hopes we get on the end of it absolutely not i want to be able to find different ways to break down the opponent to work the ball up the field um but again going back to what i said first if we can pressure teams um on the defensive end of the ball then I want to be able to transition quickly and see if we can find different scoring opportunities. For the local fans out there, you, you touched on it. Uh, a scrimmage on Saturday is the first kind of competition and then a trip out to Colorado the following week. Uh, 
I believe you said USF on Saturday. Yes, sir. What time would that be? That game is going to kick off at 6 uh, p.m. on Saturday, the 13th, and uh, it's going to be a little bit different. We're not playing two 45-minute halves. We're going to be doing three 30s, so still playing 90 minutes, but breaking it up a little bit more to be able to allow different roster changes, lineup switches, stuff like that. USF, they're a D2 school, pretty strong program traditionally. Yeah, absolutely. We went up to them last fall and we were able to take them on uh, and it was a really good game uh, against them. So I think they they can they would compete very well in, in, in the, the G-Pack, but uh, being able to play people outside of the G-Pack, people outside of our conference, I think is always one thing that I look to do in the preseason because we get to see a lot of these other schools um, year round. So no point to play them in the fall and then go scrimmage them again in the spring and play them in the regular season. So um, yeah, we've had a great uh, relationship with the University of Sioux Falls and, and love having them or us come go up or them come down. Here's a fun fact. Two weeks from now, you've already played an actual game, coach. How does that make you feel? Yeah, it's 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 crazy to think that it, I mean, they get here and we got nine days to, to hit this, hit the ground running. And there is a lot that takes place in these nine days. And it's a lot of fun. I, I think uh, even looking back on my time at Dort, being able to, to go back to those first few weeks of preseason, uh, you get to come early, you show up, you have no school, you get to hang out with your teammates, get to know each other, and you get to play a lot of soccer. For me, there's not much uh, that gets better than that.